Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line. Corks 96 FM. Dara, you and I have known each other a long time. We've known each other, I think, since you were the, the singing taxi driver on Britain's Got Talent. Uh, this, has it been a long time coming? That's a strange question, I know, but has it been? Well, firstly, PJ, I would say we know each other a lot longer. And it would go back to an organization called Know My Own. Um, back in the day, dealing with uh, adopted people and biological families, I'm very concerned at the moment, PJ, everything that's going on with mother and baby homes and the sealing of records. But uh, to get back to your question, yes, this has been an issue for me since as long as I can remember, certainly around the ages of eight and nine in school, I felt completely different, totally different um, to the point when I went into secondary Well, primary school was just a killer. I was always being bullied. I was always being called sissy. And, you know, kids can be horrible and they come up with horrible names. But then when I went into secondary school and we all face into puberty, for me, that was a living torment, a living hell. And as I think back to that time, uh, I self-harmed during puberty because I was so in I was in disgust with my body. Did, did you know why you were disgusted with your body? Did you have the understanding, the emotional understanding to know why? I suppose I didn't, um, to be honest. That was back in the late 80s, early 90s, when nothing like this was ever spoken about. And I suppose growing up in a very religious family, um, I didn't have brothers and sisters. I had nobody to talk to, I had nobody to refer to. I certainly didn't have close friends in school that I could sit down over a cup of tea, as we would do now, and say, listen, I, I don't feel right. Hmm. So I just had to try and deal with this myself. You were, you were a staunch Catholic as a young fellow, weren't you? You still are, I think. Oh, well, no, I wouldn't use this, the word staunch today. Yeah. Certainly back then, yes, I was. I was an altar server for eight going on nine years. I was involved in church choirs. I was very much involved in church. It was the very central part of my life. Hmm. You even went away to be a priest at one stage, didn't you? I did, the shock horror of it, if you think back now. who Dara, going for priesthood? Yeah, I did, but in 1991, when I finished the Leaving Cert, I went off for a year to Thurlis, uh, but I had to get out of there after a year. It wasn't for me. Hmm. As long as I know you, I've known you were gay. You, were, you weren't really out, but I think everybody, those who were close to you, knew. When did the 
feeling that there was more to it than that. When did that come about? I suppose when I came out as gay, and I'm going back 10 years ago, I always knew in my heart of hearts that this was only a stopgap. I wasn't really dealing with the real truth. And, you know, talking to my mum now, or talking to parents, um, they, they will accept their child in any way in any way that they are. But parents will secretly worry that it's a difficult life for anybody who is gay or lesbian. And yes, it can be. But for me, it was to be able to spend time with non-judgmental, very much accepting people in the LGBTQI community. And I felt so at home there. But I still knew I wasn't going the full distance. I was holding back because I didn't know how my mom would react. And as far as I was concerned, she was the central part of my life. You're very close to your mom. She's what, is she 84 now? She'll thank you for saying that, PJ. She's actually 86. But, you know, she's a great bit of stuff. I took her away to Kerry. We were staycationing back in August. And I suppose that time away together and we were relaxed. We were chilled out. We were in a very happy place. I think that is what gave me the confidence to decide I need to come out to mum. I think she can handle this. I think she'll accept it. And that was really what spurred me on. It was quite a remarkable conversation because you blogged about it on Facebook. Describe what happened. Well, I sat down with mum one morning and I said to her, I need to have a chat with you. She said, is there something wrong? Well, maybe. Oh, God, she said, don't tell me it's your health. Well, not exactly. I said, medically, I'm fine, but everything else is not fine. I said, look, mum, I know you were so upset when I came out as gay because you felt in your hearts of hearts that I wasn't really gay. And I said, maybe there was an element of truth in that. The fact of the matter is, I'm what they call, the clinical term is transgender. I said, I've been with a clinical psychologist for seven years. And by the way, PJ, she knew I was attending this psychologist right. down in Clannacilty. And I said, look, mom, I can't hide this anymore. I can't deny this anymore. Um, what I'm trying to say to you, well, so she, I know what you're saying. Um, you're actually a girl on the inside. And I said, how do you know that? And she said, do you not see the weight lifting off my shoulders? She said, Dar, I've known this about you since you were a very young age. And my biggest regret is that I never had the courage to talk to you about it. But she said, you must understand, bringing you any child up in the late 70s, into the 80s, the 90s, who could you talk to? And she said, honestly, who amongst my friends could I go and talk to about this? They'd probably think I was mad. And she said they were probably right, but I just could not. I didn't have the words. I didn't know what to do, and I'm so sorry. But she said, what are you going to do about it? You are, if you don't mind me saying so, and have always been a big emotional lump. Yeah. That must have been an amazing moment for you. It was. My eyes welled up. Um, I was smiling from ear to ear, looking at mum. I could see the weight lifted off her shoulders. And I was kicking myself because I felt, I don't know this woman at all. 
this woman that has been a mother to me for 47 years, I thought I knew her. I didn't know her at all. I could have had this conversation with her 30 years ago, but I had myself pinned into a corner and I was just afraid. But she said, you need to get on and do whatever you need to get on with. Well, I said, Mom, I, I, I need to transition. I need to be me. Right, okay, that's fine. Well, she said, I want to give you two words of advice. I said, yeah, shoot, go for it. Firstly, she said, when you're dressing, dress elegantly. I said, okay. And secondly, she said, when you're going for surgery on top, as in breast augmentation, for goodness sake, don't go too big at all because they'll sag as you get older. <laughs> and I said, Mom, you know, I love you for saying that, but I, I hate to burst your bubble. I said, they'll be implants and they don't sag. <laughs> <laughs> and she, but it was just an amazing conversation. Had you any inkling at all? when you began that conversation and I think Dara I'm asking on behalf of people who are thinking about that conversation who are dreading and sweating that conversation and losing sleep about it had you any idea that this would be the response from the person who is the centre of your world well I certainly had hope um, knowing how badly the conversation went 10 years ago, telling her that her only child was gay and seeing her reaction. But I have to go back to when I was around 13 or 14 and she knew I was self-harming. And I'm quite certain that she would have put two and two together. All the time, down through my years, she's always said, Dara, the only thing I want for you is to be happy. And I suppose I felt, well, if I can be honest with her and she can see the happiness in my face, she will she will accept it. That it's not just a fad. It's not just somebody on an attention-seeking route, which I have been accused of, by the way, by one particular person. She will know, and being a woman, she'll know what it's like to be a woman. So, um, yeah. And I would say this to anybody out there that's listening, that's thinking about having that conversation. Don't think you know your parents. Because I always thought I knew my mum and I didn't. I didn't give her the credit for being so open. As I said, I thought I knew the woman. And having gone through what she went through last year with health scares and issues like that, I thought I knew her. But honest to God, PJ, I didn't know her at all. Because at 86, to be able to open her heart and open her mind to embrace this. She made me sad um, shortly after that because I knew she was very quiet in herself. And I said, Mom, what's wrong? She said, Dar, I feel as if I'm losing my little boy. I said, Mom, I get you, but I got news for you. She said, what's that? I said, you're not losing your little boy. You're gaining his twin sister. That's a lovely way of putting it. What happens now? What's the next step? You went to the doctor. Well, yeah, I went to see my GP. I said, well, I, I spoke to him before I spoke to mum because he'd know mum as well as I do, or as I, well as I thought I did. And he would be in a position to advise me. And even he said to me, Dar, you have nothing to be afraid of there. I'd say she already knows. 
But I went back to my psychologist in Clonakilty to get the ball rolling. And had this come up with the psychologist before? Well, that was the reason I went to see her seven years ago. Um, I, w- I had had an experience in Dublin through a very dear friend of mine who has since passed, but her son um, was big into drag in Dublin. And I, I said to her, oh, my God, Trez, I always wanted to do that. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I remember you doing that. You, you, you did a lot of the Dublin drag scene for a short period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a few cameo appearances, shall we say. They didn't pay me enough to be there regularly. Um, but I went with a friend of mine. Her name was Tres Kyo. God be good for a beautiful, beautiful lady. And she brought me to Dublin to visit her son, Luke, who came around to this hotel that we were staying in. He blackened out all the wi- all the mirrors and everything. And he had everything. He had wigs, makeup, you name it. And he did everything. And until I was right, only then would he let me look in the mirror and I cried. Because it was the first time I was looking at me. Um, I suppose PJ, people that know me, you'd know me so long. I always wore a beard or a goatee. And the reason I did that, it was to hide. I could not look at me in the mirror without it. Because I'd, I'd go mad. And that's what gender dysphoria does. Because you see the person you want to be. You see her there. Or if you're... A, a female transition to male, you see him and you try and hide away from it because it's too painful to deal with. And that's, that's what I did. Mm. But ha- having that experience in Dublin doing drag, uh, led me to go and seek out somebody that I knew would understand where I was coming from. And I researched and I found Dr. Lisa Brinkman in Clonakilty who specializes in gender affirmation 
um, and all sorts of gender issues, sexual identity and all that. And I went to meet with her and the first meeting we had, I was a blubbering mess. I, I cried for an hour. It was a wonder that the, the river in Canakilty didn't overflow its banks. Um, and at the end of it, she said, you, you want to know the truth? I said, I, I do. She said, Dara, be happy. I know you're transgender. Wow, what? A, I mean, to hear those words and to, for somebody to professionally tell me that I wasn't mad or crazy mm. um, just meant the world. So I worked with her. I used to go once a month to see her initially um, from 2013 right up to now. Uh, I I hadn't seen her in the last 12 months, I suppose, with COVID and with mum's health and everything. But I went back to see her there, what, six, seven weeks ago, and I said, I'm ready to make the next step. Mm. And she was so happy and so overjoyed. So initially, I started working with uh, a gender clinic in the UK called Gender GP. And the reason for that is that the... The health services in Ireland for transgender people is pretty, pretty bad, to be honest. Mm. Um, it's probably back in the dark ages. Um, there's Up to last year, there was a five-year waiting list to get seen by an endocrinologist in St. Colm Kills Hospital in Lachlanstown. Mm. Um, now there is another endocrinologist in Galway. There's one in Drogheda. And they've, they've sped it up. It's like a three or four month waiting list to be seen by them. And they would give the formal diagnosis then and the formal prescription of hormone replacement therapy. In the meantime, while I'm waiting for that referral to come through, I'm working with Gender GP in the UK. So as of today, I am now eight days on hormone replacement therapy. Tablets, is it? Yeah, I'm on a tablet, which is what they call a testosterone blocker. And then I'm on a gel, which is the estrogen, which is the, the female hormone. So I, I take a tablet every morning and I use the gel every morning. And mum said to me on Friday, do you notice any change? And I said, no. Well, she said, I do. Uh, your shape has changed. And I said, mum, will you give me a chance? It couldn't have changed that quickly. Yeah. I suppose I do feel changes. Um you're relaxing into into yourself, are you? I am, yeah. I'm chilled. I'm relaxing. Um, I'm a bit more emotional than I normally would be. Uh, but I've been, I've been advised of that. The first month or two is going to be like female puberty multiplied by a factor of 10. So I will be a hormonal mess. I will be liable to throw a hissy fit every now and then. You'll be, so, you'll be an even bigger pain in the ass than you can sometimes be. I will, PJ, but look at it on the bright side. People were thinking, you know, the devastation of lockdown level five. It has come as an immense blessing to me because I'm being protected from others. I won't be a pain in the ass to others. I have to stay at home. So there is a there is a bright side in the midst of all the darkness. You talked, and I talked years ago, about your devotion to the cause of mental health. Having struggled with your own, you talked very openly on air about your struggles with your own mental health. Looking back now, Dara, was it all a symptom? Uh, I've thought long and hard about this, PJ, and honestly, yes, it is. Um, and I spoke to my psychologist, of course, about this, and my GP. 
Yeah, everything. Even the, the whole MS thing. Hmm. Um, well, we forgot that. You were diagnosed with MS a few years ago as well. Yeah, that was four years ago. And a lot of research has since been done in America with uh, transgender patients who live with MS. And when they begin to transition, their MS has been shown to go into remission. Look, everything snowballed. I was in chaos since I was eight or nine. and But I couldn't identify it. I couldn't name it. I couldn't put a finger on it. It continued to grow uh, right the way through secondary school into going to seminary, leaving seminary, getting to a stage around my 20th birthday when I could take no more at the time. And I had planned to end it all. But it was music, and I've spoken about this before. It was music that saved my life. But over the years, it was always there. And when you start feeling down in yourself, there might be a disappointment. You might be questioning your own self-confidence. Yeah, the mental health will start eating away again. And I can honestly say, yeah, it's, no, it's, there's probably other reasons as well. But um, my stress levels have gone, PJ. My, my MS symptoms have more or less gone. Get away. I don't have fatigue anymore. I don't have weakness in my legs anymore. I don't have a problem with my eyesight anymore. I am, and this has all been happening since I finally accepted the fact I need to transition. I'm a woman in a man's body, and I love who I am, and I love who I'm becoming. Since I've dealt with that, that has been the elephant in the room. So the hormones have started. What is the the plan, and I guess what is the, the timeline? Right, the timeline. Well, um, I hate to admit I will be turning 50 on the 1st of March 2023, and my plan was by that date that I will be fully transitioned, um, all surgeries done and dusted. Um, so there, there, there are two surgeries that will have to happen. Uh, firstly will be breast augmentation. So um, I will be looking at breast augmentation in about 12 months. We'll say a Christmas present for 2021. If, if COVID has gone away and if we can still travel and get around. Um, the guidelines then will be that you remain on the hormone treatment that you've already been on for a further 12 months before you can have the gender reassignment surgery or the bottom surgery. And unfortunately, you can't get that surgery in Ireland. So I would have to travel to the UK or to Europe. Come back to music, Dara. And you said how it was a salvation for you in, in your toughest of years. Do you plan to continue with your music? Oh, absolutely. Very much so. And often people ask me, um, gosh, what will happen to your singing voice now with the hormones? Won't your voice change? And just to dispel a myth on that, um, if you're transitioning from male to female, the hormones will have no effect on your vocal cords at all. If you are a female transitioning to male and you will be taking testosterone, well, then, yes, your voice will automatically deepen. What I will be doing over the course of the next period of time is I will be training myself to soften my voice, maybe my speaking voice, but my singing voice will never change. And I don't intend to try and even change it. Music is central to me. And, you know, 
they might it might be a laugh to some or it might be something new to have a fully functional female on stage singing Nessun Dharma or Nella Fantasia as an as a classical singer. But music is my life and I will be the authentic me and I make no apologies for that. Nor should you. Uh, it's a remarkably brave account that you give and as I say yeah, I've known you a long time but I'm, I'm privileged that you've chosen to do this on the opinion line. I have one slightly delicate question to ask you before we finish and it's this I've called you Dara throughout this on Facebook you've now become Dara Jan is Jan the plan for want of a better term where are you on names well I must say you're very good with poetry because that rhymes Jan and plan I like that PJ yeah look I have to be very conscious of my mum when she adopted me she gave me the name of Dara now Dara is a gender-neutral name. So just to, you know, out of respect for her, I've changed the spelling from D-A-R-R-A-G-H to D-A-R-A, and it's still Dara. Now, Jan would be the ultimate aim. Um, I always loved the name of Janice Marie. I don't know why, but from, oh, I would say it was in my mid-20s. I don't know how I came across this name of Janice Marie, and I just fell in love with it. It's got a pop star ring to it, hasn't it? It's, it's kind of has, you know. But it, that's probably where I would be the destination at some point. But it, Dara it will always be me. And whatever people want to call me, that's fine. I am conscious that there will be the naysayers and there will be the, the ones that will try and knock me. And that's mum's biggest worry. And I, I would say that's the worry for every parent out there that how will their child be received by others? And mum said this, this was her biggest concern. Will I be bullied again like I was in school? And I said, mum, I'm 47. I'm big enough. I'm old enough. They won't put me down this time. They won't knock me down. I've gotten up so many times. You don't need to worry about that anymore. I'm taking control now. I have the control. And... You know, people that try and knock you and put you down, it's not your problem, it's they've got the issues. And I'm just I'm determined now, and I'm surrounding myself by good people, and uh, I'm on an exciting journey. And may you have a successful end to that journey. Dara, thank you. PJ, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Corks 96 FM. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.